Welcome to the Angelscapes podcast, where you're encouraged to uncover and develop a direct connection with your soul's power, wisdom, and spiritual intuition that is ready to blossom. We'll explore new ideas, compelling tips, and real steps to help you learn simple spiritual practices. We're a safe place to learn more about accessing your soul's power with education and spiritual wholeness that could bring more clarity to your life. Now here's your host, a practicing medium, Akashic Records practitioner, spirit artist, coach, and mentor, Dr. Reverend Nancy Smith. So what happened to the Fox sisters? This is part two of the young mediums that shocked America. Now they're growing up. Part three. This is part three. Thank you for that correction. Um, And um, now these we're going to talk um, with Robin Riel, Reverend Robin Riel. Hello, this is Angelscapes and I'm your host, Nancy Smith. Um, We're going to, in the second half of the Fox Sisters Life, Robin um, is going to present some compelling stories of the young women who are now growing up and maturing into their roles as mediums. We're going to be meeting their future husbands and their husbands. And um, we're also going to see the pressure that they were under. Um, that that pressure seemed like it was absolutely impossible. So welcome, Robin. Thank back you for the third time. And it's, uh, it's always an honor to be here, Nancy. Uh, we have the greatest conversations. So oh, we do. Yeah, we do. And before the show, we have these great conversations, and then we forget to come on the show. So, um, anyways, um, we're, I'm just so thrilled, and I I know that people are really happy to hear all the things that you have to say. So you'll. Um, so let's get going. We wanted to do a correction to a pronunciation. Yeah, a, a pronunciation and a spelling. So I started um, off talking about the Fox sisters, you know, the advent of spiritualism, March 31st, 1848 at, uh, I think it's 1510 Hydesville Road. Now, the paddler who was communicating with them for a century People have said that his name was Charles B. Uh, Rosna. And some people said Rosna, some people said Rosma. However, Marilyn Autry has uh, unearthed um, some documentation that says the peddler's name was Charles B. Kresmer, C-R-E-S-M-E-R. And for more information on Charles B. Kresmer, you can go to Marilyn Autry's website. And her her last name is A-W-T-R-Y. Some people have asked about that. It's a it's a W right after the A. And um, she she has written uh, several books on the history of spiritualism. Uh, Ron Nagy's all um the uh, curator of the museum at Lilydale has also written several fascinating books on the history of spiritualism. Um, so he's over at Lilydale in uh, in the museum, but you can also find him on Facebook and online. He's written some fascinating books. So wonderful! We'll have to look that up, and I recommend resources. Yeah. So shall we rock and roll here? We should rock and roll. Let's go for it. And uh, all right. So Nancy, when we when we last were chatting, we left off with the Fox sisters were on tour, and they had gone to Ohio, eighteen fifty one, 
uh, remembering that they had won. I think we left off where they had won $10,000 in damages against the Burr brothers, B-U-R-R. And uh, um, they had uh, been harassing them through the press and uh, Leah just fought back and they took it to court and the Fox sisters won. 10,000. A lot of money back then. Dollars in 1851. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then we move into that was July 1851, September 1851. Leah Fox Fish marries Calvin Brown. Now, this is her second husband. And uh, they just have the rest of their tour through Ohio is absolutely triumphant. But remember, they have gone town to town to town and across New York State, down the Hudson, and now they're back up. They're heading west and then going along Lake Erie and scooting back up the other side. Something that I find interesting, a lot of people only talk about the seances with Abraham Lincoln, right? However, before that, Back in 1851, the Fox sisters gave a seance in Ohio to the United States President Garfield. Let's talk about Garfield. Garfield, yeah, U.S. President Garfield. He was devoted to the Fox sisters, devoted to the cause of spiritualism. I know, get out of town. And yeah, who you knew? can find out more information on the National Park Service uh, website about U U.S. President Garfield. So the Fox sisters went to his home in Ohio and held seances. And again, he was a very big supporter. Wow. Yeah. So okay. who, yeah, people talk about Lincoln, but you know they were they were hard working touring mediums and they really made the rounds and because of leah i mean she was politically savvy she was savvy with the media she made she sort of uh carried this into uh a religion well she didn't carry it all the way but she carried it into a movement for sure. Thank you. Yes, thank yeah. you. That's now, that perfect word. Do you know what they talked about with President Garfield? What, I do not it? know. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't remember. I, I don't remember in any case. Mm -hmm. um, in, in any case, I don't think much is written about that. If somebody say. wanted to write a book about that, I'm sure there's a lot of information to research. Okay. Just a thought, putting it out there for for you historians sitting at home. Um, so they moved down from Ohio into Pennsylvania. And in 1851, they were in Pittsburgh. Three Fox sisters held seances. Then after that, they, ret they returned up through New York State to back to Rochester, their home. Then uh, January 1852, they're back in Manhattan, New York City. The address was 78 West 26th Street for people who like mapping out the Fox sisters. Um, Leah rented a brownstone and Kate and Maggie and Leah 
uh, held seances, two seances a day, a dollar a person, and they called it sit for raps. The rapping. Okay. Yeah. Sit for yeah. raps. Wow. Yeah. They called it sit for raps. Now, 1852, interestingly enough, um, Horace Greeley, who was the editor of the New York Tribune, you know, uh, he had written, he had given them incredible publicity about their first tour, their first tour that we talked about uh, last month in New York City, where they had stayed at the Barnum Hotel. Um, Horace Greeley is the person credited with giving spiritualism its name. He called it modern spiritualism. Oh, so, okay. But before he sort of coined that phrase, um, he coined a lot of phrases, go, go west, young man, grow up with the, the nation. You know, Horace Greeley, remember, he ran for president. He was in the thick of things. So. Um, so the term mod modern spiritualism is attributed to Horace Greeley. All right, October 9th. Now, here's a pivotal point. 18, October 9th, 1852, Philadelphia in Webb's Union Hotel on Arch Street in the bridal suite. Mrs. Fox took Maggie there to hold seances. All right. So Mrs. Fox and her daughter, Maggie, are giving seances, sit for wraps, in the bridal suite, which they've rented. And who comes in? Dr. Elijah Kent Kane, who falls in love. He's, he's a famous Arctic explorer, very famous guy. There's a book he wrote. There's books about him. Um, he's, he's part of Philadelphia who's who, his family very priggish sort of folks. Anyway, he begins a four-year courtship of Maggie, and he's not very nice. He lavishes presents on her, but and they write love letters back and forth, but in some of the love letters, he tells her, you will never be my equal. Yeah, you will never be raised to the heights of, of me and my life and my family. Anyway, what are you trying to say, dude? Are you trying to win me over? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, not, right? Yeah, That's yeah. a no. But um, he keeps telling Maggie to quit spiritualism. Oh. Yes. And he keeps trying to tell her she's better than Leah. She's better than Kate. Anyway. What uh, is with these men? You know, seriously. I love you. I love what you're doing. Change everything for me. What? What is that? Nancy, I haven't figured it out. I'm single. You know, I, I, if somebody has the answer, the key, please <laughs> inform me here. So, so um, he keeps coming back, sitting for raps, but he is, he is, uh, he's chasing Maggie. They go for buggy rides with chaperones. Uh, in any case, in January 1853, Kate Fox joins Maggie and their mother in Pennsylvania, and Maggie and Kate sit sit for wraps. Back January, so now we're into January 1853. They're in Manhattan, New York, on 10th Street. 
Maggie, Kate, and Mrs. Fox, of course, always the chaperone. Uh, they rejoin Leah and Wisconsin Governor Talmadge. Wisconsin Governor Talmadge is a key player here for in so many reasons. He's a convert to spiritualism, and he arranges their trip to Washington, D.C. So uh, he arranges their trip to Washington, D.C., which Kate has written about. And Kate just said, you know, they're in these dark rooms and these senators are ogling her. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, some of them are drunk. And, it, you know, remember, you know, Kate's still quite young. And uh, it was a horrible experience for Kate. But, you know, she's told you've got to be on your best behavior. We want credibility. So anyway, February 1853 in Washington, D.C., on F Street, three doors down west of, uh, I'm sorry, on West 13th Street, Maggie and Kate hold seances with their mother, a chaperone. Many more politicians come and they hold many seances at the home of Mrs. Sullivan, a supporter. In 1853, President Franklin Pierce's wife, Jane, has a reading with Maggie to contact her 11-year-old son in spirit. So we've got President Garfield, we've got Franklin Pierce, President of the United States, Franklin Pierce, his wife Jane has is coming for readings. And then again, later on, we have um, the Lincolns. So there was a precedent for Abraham Lincoln to see a spiritualism, a spiritualist. Yeah, yeah a lot of people think, boom, uh, it came out of the blue, but not so much. Okay. All right. Little, this is an important little piece in yes. this historical event. You know, and I've been told that there is a there is a plaque over one room in the White House called the Seance Room. And I uh, do I know for sure? I do not know. Uh, someone uh, who was politically connected told me this, and uh, so you know, if you ever get a tour of the White House, check it out. But apparently there's still a plaque and some presidents had tried to have it removed, but it was brought back because of its historic significance. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. So uh, I'd love to, I'd love for someone to check it out anyway. So May 4th, 1853, we're back in Manhattan. Calvin Brown, Leah second husband, he passes into spirit. And that same time, Dr. Kane promises to marry Maggie on his return from the Arctic. He's going sailing to the Arctic. And Kane insists on keeping their engagement a secret. Oh, yeah. wait, come on, dude. Maybe that's in her favor. but No, it doesn't end up being... But well, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> Leah moves out of that house and she goes to live in Irving Street. Uh, and then she goes to live in Ludlow Street. Anyway, a lot of moving around. Summer 1853 to 
October 1855, Crooksville, Pennsylvania. It's uh, a suburb of, um, of Philly, of Philadelphia. Maggie is placed in this home by Elijah Kent Kane. I believe it's his aunt, with his aunt, hires a tutor. And so from the summer of 1853 until October 1855, Elijah Kent Kane convinces Maggie to leave all the spiritualism. He says, I will hire a tutor for you. You will be sort of like his ward. Mm-hmm. but they're secretly engaged and she goes and she lives there and he goes off to uh, uh he returns to the arctic and says uh he hopes his parents will accept her when he returns so june 1854 manhattan now we have the the founding of the society for the diffusion of spiritual knowledge. The Society for the Diffusion of Spiritual Knowledge and Kate Fox, this is unprecedented, is paid an annual salary as a medium of 1,200 a year. Wow. Now, she's only 16 years old and um, she is a full-time medium. And yeah, and so people are coming to to her for uh, for for seances to sit for raps. And Emma Harding, who ended up Emma Harding Britain, she's an author. She had been an actress. She's British. Came to the United States and um, worked as a medium, trans medium. She's written some okay. really good historic books on on the history of spiritualism. Um, She said that uh, there was a time when she and Kate Fox were what were both giving mediumship readings and the same building. And she said, poor Kate is was patiently was very patient, but exhausted day after day, little young Kate calling out the alphabet and waiting for spirit to wrap. A, B, C, person after person after person. It was just like a mill running people through through Kate. Hours, hours on end. I mean, I can't imagine doing that. So uh, in any case, so by, whoops. Can we we just step back just a second? In the raps mediumship, it was all just how many raps equals a letter. So they could do yes, no questions. Okay. Okay. And then spirit would rap. So one rap for yes, two raps for no. Okay. And they could start out with yes, no questions. Then they get into the alphabet. And they would say, now we're going to, they would tell, Kate would tell the spirit, well, I'm going to read the alphabet. I want you to spell out your first name. So if mm-hmm. someone's name was Bernie, she, Kate would say A, B, and on B, she would, she would hear a rap. Okay. Say, okay, we're going to do the next letter. A, B, C, D, E. And then on E, she'd hear a rap. 
Okay. Wow. So that's, that is how they did it to get um, accurate evidence. Now, Emma Harding mediumship was, was that rap or was that something else? It was rap. Apparently it was rap too, but okay. her, she was famous for being a trance medium. Okay. Um, yes. So in a trance, just for people who don't know what trance mediumship is, explain that. Um, well, there's different levels of trance. There's overshadowing. And um, uh, I am not uh, a trance medium. Yeah. Or I'll yeah. say yet. Maybe, it, maybe it's in my future. Um, so you can be overshadowed and, and, mm -hmm. and spirit can give you an impression of something. And then you can, um, and then, or you can be in trance and spirit uh, talks through you, but if you're, but spirits using your voice, your cadence, your vocabulary. And then for pe some people who are then in full trance, they take over your voice box and your voice changes your physical. I have seen this and I've seen that too. Your physical, your physical appearance yeah. completely changes your, um, your uh, mannerisms change. And uh, I, I had the honor of being in the presence of a, a very gifted trans medium, uh, Ann Gallagher in Mass. Yes. Yeah, I've sat with Ann. Ann used to uh, sit for free for people. And uh, she, she, people would come to her door at, at all hours. She had to finally set some boundaries because she never charged. She never charged. Mm -hmm. And um, parents who had lost children would come to her. And so Anne firmly believed every trance, every part of mediumship, every part of her was for healing. Absolutely for healing. To her, every, every part of her mediumship and the religion of spiritualism was for healing. And uh, anyway, so, so and, and that's Emma Harding started yeah. to go in that direction away from the raps, yeah, as yeah. well as doing the raps. Okay, and I, I believe, I believe, I'm, I'm, I, I believe she did the raps as well. Uh, and I, but I cannot think of. I'm trying to to think of a book. I can't think of a book where I would have read that. So okay. I should probably back up and say, certainly okay. trance, possibly raps. Uh, okay. But I can't, I, I can't think of a reference. You can't verify it. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. But it's, it is interesting. Yeah. Because I've been very interested in seeing how mediumship progressed from the raps and then the next step. So Emma Harding, we all know she, you know for sure she did trance. So there was a big a step there now with this spiritualist modern spiritualist movement yes uh, okay very so, exciting yeah yeah moving along to 1855 on 50 east 22nd street in new york city mrs fox leah maggie and kate lived together when dr kane returned from his arctic expedition he again forbids maggie from for uh from participating in seances so he's back from from his arctic exploration and he tells maggie you know 
you are not going to do seances. 1856, Mrs. Fox, Maggie, Kate, and Emma take the train to Canada for the summer. Mrs. Fox's married daughter was still living in Canada. Remember, Kate and, Kate and uh, Maggie were born in Consacon, Canada. Um, anyway, so, uh, so Mrs. Fox's married daughter, still living in Canada, is not involved in spiritualism at all. And Kate holds seances for their former neighbors in Canada. All right, 1856, Maggie Fox and Elijah Kane are married. Oh, they did. Private, privately by, by mutual consent in a private home ceremony. Kane is afraid of being cut off financially from his family's wealth and society. He tells Maggie to keep the marriage secret until he makes a profit from his Arctic exploration books. And then Kane sails for England. That's the last time Maggie sees him. He oh. never registered their marriage legally, like in town hall records, never got a legal marriage license, didn't tell his parents. What happens? Yeah, that's 1856. Uh, eight, uh, February 1857, Havana, Cuba. Elijah Kent Kane, his family, he becomes incredibly sick when he's in England. His family sends him to Havana, Cuba to recover. His family refuses to recognize Maggie as his wife. His funeral is one of the largest funerals in American history. Wow. Without Maggie. Oh, poor child. Poor thing. Oh, my goodness. So, um, oh, something I forgot to say was that April 1854 was the first petition to the United States Congress. Senator James Shields, a Democrat from Illinois, requested an inquiry into the truth of spiritualism. He had 13. 13,000 signatures. They had 13,000 people who wanted to know, who wanted, um, by asking Congress to request the truth of spiritualism, they were asking um, them to, to say something positive about it. That was the method they, they used. And the very first signature was Senator he became a senator, um, Wisconsin, and uh, he was a senator at one time, and he was Wisconsin, Wisconsin's governor, uh, Governor Talmadge. So oh, Talmadge. they had okay. met him, and uh, and then he, he, he introduced them to everybody in Washington, D.C., and then he, his signature was the very first on the petition for Congress. So, all right, moving, moving along here, gracious. All right, we're, we're, we're not quite barreling yet into the Civil War. <laughs> so uh, Maggie is devastated. Uh, uh, she's drinking heavily. 
Uh, yeah, Maggie's drinking quite heavily. And some people thought she was taking laudanum, which is, I believe, an opium deri derivative. So she was sort of, Maggie had checked out for quite a while. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, that pressure and then the this man and the deceits. Oh. Right. right. And she's young. So by then she's like 17. No, Maggie, Maggie's probably, well, she's still young. Uh, how old was Maggie then? I don't know. We can, we can figure it out at the end. Okay. But she's All still right. pretty young. She's still a babe. Still pretty young. She's still yeah. a babe. Absolutely. Yeah. So May 27th, 1857, they come to Boston. Leah takes Kate to rally with New England mediums. And there are several, you know, maybe down the road in the fall, I could put together just uh, 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 a, a, a chat with you, Nancy, on Boston mediums. Boston, oh. Massachusetts is a hub. Oh, I mean, it is. It's a crazy uh, hub. Yes. Hub. People don't people don't realize. I mean, New York City, yes, Hydesville, yes, Lilydale, yes, uh, Casadega, Florida, yes, Cap Chesterfield. Boston was a hub that kept a lot of it together. Unbelievable. Anyway, but that's down the road. So uh, Leah takes Kate to rally with New England mediums because there was a challenge from Harvard University. From Harvard University. Challenge? Okay. Yeah. They, uh, they were testing mediums. So of course, excuse me, of course, Leah, you know, uh, brings Kate. Not Maggie, because Maggie is lost in grief, as, as yeah. one would imagine. Uh, so Pauline Davis, who was a, uh, a very famous suffragette, Pauline Davis finances their trip. Okay. Pauline mm -hmm. Davis, uh, finance, I believe, I'm thinking Pauline Davis might have lived in Rhode Island. I'm not sure. But anyway. Pauline Davis finances their trip and they're tested in the Albion building, which is on the corner of Tremont and Beacon Streets. Okay. Anyway. Um, I think I've been there. All right. Yeah. If you've been to downtown Boston. Oh, or, lots. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not far from the old Filene's basement. I worked down there, as a matter of fact. Yes, we're oh, used. lucky uh, you, yeah. man. I love that place. All right. Uh, August. So let, moving forward. So um, it was a very disappointing trip. They did not find Kate credible. Get out. Get out of town. Totally. Now, right? What's wrong with those fellas? Um, August 1858 at St. Peter's. Roman Catholic Church in New York City on Barclay Street, if you ever want to find it. Maggie Fox, now she takes her husband's name. Maggie Fox Kane is baptized as a uh, into in, the Catholic faith. Because, what? yeah. 
Maggie grew up a Methodist. The Foxes were Methodist. Right, right. Right. Then sort of this movement of modern spiritualism. But Elijah Kent Kane, who was not a Catholic, always he wanted Maggie to go to Catholic church. Oh, go to Catholic church. Who knows? Anyway, so Maggie goes and is baptized in, goes through as an adult, a, um, Catholic baptism and becomes a Catholic for in the memory or honor of her deceased husband. In the meantime, Maggie, who has nobody to support her, right? Kane had been supporting her. She accepts Kate's money and Kate's working herself to the bone and also drinking, right? Oh, Kate was also Kate, drinking. Kate was also drinking. Kate, so she accepts her sister's money, right? But she is too good to, to uh, work uh, in the field of mediumship. Maggie's now too good to work in the field of mediumship. She doesn't, oh, Elijah, she called him Lish. Lish, you know, Lish wouldn't have liked it. And so, but um, Kate's money did her well. Okay. Moving forward, November 2nd, 1858 in New York City, Leah, wow, Leah hits the jackpot. She marries wealthy insurance magnate, Daniel Underhill. And he's got Boku bucks and very, very well respected. And he's a spiritualist. Oh, They get married at Horace Greeley's Manhattan Brownstone at 35 East 19th Street. That's where, that is where, uh, yeah, Daniel Underhill and Leah got married. Oh, good. Oh my gosh. Were they happy? Yes. Oh, good. She deserved it. Yeah, he just adored her. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So the pressure, just a little bit of back to the drinking and the pressure. Now, yeah. I can't imagine the pressure that Maggie and Kate are under doing now, all of Leah, these different things. So I've they, never, yeah, I've never read that Leah dr oh, drank too much. Just Maggie and Kate. Kate, right. The, the kids. I mean, they started out as kids, basically. Right. So, um. <clears throat> So Leah ends, or she, she, Leah takes a hiatus on public mediumship, and uh, they, you know, uh, they they live in a brownstone in New York City. She has maids and parlor maids, and she has all uh, the intelligentsia from around the world. Ambassadors. She entertains everybody. She's she's a who's who now. And uh, uh, Leah and Daniel lived at 232 West 37th Street in New York City. So anyway, then January 1859 on 15 Barclay Street, Maggie Fox Kane gets her own apartment. So Maggie's on Barclay Street in New York City. She's in her own apartment. Kate lives with her parents. And where do you think they live? Kate lives. Now, her father has moved down to, to Manhattan. Kate, her mother, and her father live in 
Horace Greeley's brownstone in Manhattan. No kidding. Wow. Yes. Now, Kate has a really busy mediumship practice and <laughs> Leah sends her to St. Louis. Yeah, Kate went to St. Louis yeah. to, to uh, sit for raps. They, I mean, people think this happened overnight. All of a sudden, you know, March 31st, 1848, it didn't happen overnight. And it was hard, hard work. And travel back in those days was not easy and probably not very comfortable. So, yeah. okay. <clears throat> so Kate goes off to St. Louis. And um, 1861 to 1866, back in New York City, Kate Fox, now this is curious, Kate Fox holds almost 400 seances. Well, this poor girl. For wealthy banker, Charles Livermore. Charles Livermore made a lot of money uh, during the Civil War. Okay, and remembering the Civil War, 1861 to 1865. Okay, 1861 uh, was when the uh, Southern states seceded from the Union. And uh, 1862, uh, Mary Todd Lincoln wanted to contact her son, Willie. And President Abraham Lincoln attended seances okay. in the House. And then 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation, medium Nettie Colburn Maynard reported spirit had influenced president to emancipate the slaves. 1863, the Battle of Gettysburg, 51,000 soldiers passed over. And in Boston, the, the biggest journal, the Banner of Light in Boston, they had, um, gosh, what is her name now? Fanny, I can't think of it off the top of my head. They had a, a, a very famous medium, her name is escaping me. Um, they hired her as a medium and the banner of light and she would she would write down messages that she would receive from spirit um and the banner of light would publish them they were messages from soldiers killed in battles in the civil war oh my goodness. so um she uh so they would publish them and uh because you know so many of them were buried in mass graves or never identified. I know it's a I'd imagine fifty-one thousand soldiers passing in in one battle. You know, by the time the Civil War ended, six hundred and twenty-three thousand lives were taken. It was nasty battle. Nasty battle. Uh, you know, and I mean that is a lot, and yet you know. Uh, when we think that that slaves were freed, think of how many people died while they were slaves in the South. I mean, I don't even know what that. Yeah, means. I mean, yeah, totally. Right? You people compare about how many people died in the Civil War, but how many slaves how many, died? Many slaves? How many? Just coming, just coming on the on the boats, the ships coming over. Never mind, in, yeah. enslaved. And 
I, I do have one question that somebody um, asked quickly. Um, did Andrew Jackson Davis ever get to meet President Lincoln? Uh, I, I think I know that. So Journal Truth, African-American spiritualist who was born a slave, she got to meet. President. Uh, yes. Um, and my understanding from letters, um, Amy Post and Isaac Post met Lincoln, or at least corresponded with them. Um, you can learn a lot of information from the letters. Um, it's on the University of Rochester's website. They have a special section, on an historic section, and you can ask permission and access all of their, uh, the Amy and Isaac Post uh, letters. We talked about them either in the first chat. Yeah, yeah, we actually we didn't go over them too much. We, you and I had a long conversation oh. about them, but but it's it's fascinating, totally fascinating the connection oh. between spiritualism and um, yeah. Do you know? I'll uh, I'll take a look. Whoever is asking that question, if I find an answer, I will. Um, I'll I'll send Nancy an email. And then she can. I can answer. post it. Yeah, she'll post it. Yeah, I I want to go back a second here, because um, you mentioned Boston being a hub of mediums. Now, was mediumship happening before the Fox Sisters connected yeah. with Chess? Happening for thousands of years. But I meant I meant popularly, like the modern spiritualist movement. How many mediums were active before, and then how many mediums became active after? course really termed good question um you know we had some trans mediums you know andrew jackson davis was a trans medium and as we talked about before he uh, absolutely uh was was receiving information Mm -hmm. in trance uh in the 1840s and he wrote his book downloaded from trans, from trans. Um, uh, nature's divine principles uh, and spirit revelations. He wrote that in 18, no, he, I'm sorry. He wrote that in 1849, but, okay. um, but uh, he worked on that for 18 months, I believe. Okay. And his friend Fishbow was the scribe. Okay. And it's, it's, uh, it's, he downloaded it in book form. I have it. It's like 700 pages. Wow. It's, it's, uh, it's an intense read, <laughs> but that it is, that's yeah. for another, another day. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. So, so getting back to the, so the so, mediumship was picking up before the Fox sisters started their rapping. Trance. Trance mediumship. Yeah. Trance. They were always raps. Matter of fact, in England, in Germany, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote about raps in the 1500s in England. Oh. And Germany. Okay. Um, in his in his books, he wrote two sort of seminal seminal um, books on the history of spiritualism. I think they're I've got them back there on my shelf. Yeah, I have mine over there. But yeah. Yeah, um, but volume one and volume two, and I believe it's probably in volume one where he begins to talk about it. You've got the Oracle of Delphi, you know, going back, um, you know, 
you know, and the inscription over the place where the Oracle of Delphi did readings, you know, uh, I believe it said, know thyself, know thyself. And uh, I think that's an important thing always to remember in mediumship uh, of any kind, mediumship healing um, that that we're going to that we that we do. Um, know thyself. It's really important to know. Absolutely, so true. So, so, so it, the other thing, just a, a, a moment. You know, the the uh, Salem witch, witch trials here in Massachusetts, uh, you know, uh, up in Salem, the uh, late six, the uh, end of the 1600s. After that, who's going to come forward, especially right. England and say, oh, hey, guys, you know, I'm getting communication from the spirit world. Do you so know? that put the kibosh on a little bit of that development, I'm sure. Right. I mean... You know, this is this is the land of Plymouth Rock. The Puritans, they still have reenactments, you know. So uh, I can't imagine uh, being being front and center. And in. Yeah, after the Salem witch trials, I don't think so. So it, it really given that imagine how gutsy the these these folks were how gutsy they were how gutsy andrew jackson davis was oh, yeah. Emma harding how gutsy any of these folks were anyway yeah love it thank you for ask, answering that question Alice. so let's go back to um oh okay so where we are true uh da, 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 da. so let's see kate's holding seances in private for Charles Livermore. And um, Kate materializes. A lot of people don't realize this. Mm. There's there's a lot of evidence, evidence. There's a lot written uh, about Kate uh, materializing. Kate materializes Estelle. Estelle was Charles Livermore's wife and he was madly in love with her. So he pays her. And uh, now this is sort of a, a key point. So Kate is has moved from wraps, you know, the wrapping. Okay. Right. Good and point. then to uh, ectoplasmic materialization. Which means um, that he, Livermore, could see his wife's face or full body was it standing next to her was it overshadowing her uh i believe it would be her full body i could okay. be uh i'm trying to think of the details so we we, we would realize to the point he knew it was his wife. Oh, oh my gosh so that was nowadays we call that physical mediumship yeah thanks yeah. all right um now imagine so this is already, this is 1861 to 1866. Imagine now mediums are springing up, uh, 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 certainly New England, into New York, Pennsylvania, uh, out St. Louis, and um, even out to California. Uh, S. Um, P.B. Randolph, uh, Pashel B. Randolph, uh, took a lot of the mediumship and trance 
out to California. Anyway, um, but okay. So a lot of people now are doing, they have home circles. They're, they're setting up societies for the diffusion of information. And there's a, a society set up in New York City. Now imagine you're a medium and people, you're, you're getting money, you're making some money from it. And now people say, can you materialize? Kate Fox materializes. Can you do that? Mm -hmm. All right. Kate has Kate and her spirit guides have raised the bar. All right. And so this really opens the door for a lot of fraudulent mediumship. Because the stakes are so high, you know, yeah. flickering lights, drapes, you know, sheets, Sheets coming down from chandeliers, all kinds of things. Uh, the, you know, people, people in, uh, yeah, wearing a sheet coming by, you oh know, gosh. all kinds of, right? It's so, yes. So people say, why did people, you know, uh, yeah. why did people start fraudulent mediumship? Well, one, one they wanted to make a living. So people found they could make a living. Also, you know, as the Fox sisters did, if if you were into, what's the word? Social climbing. People could rise up the social ladder by through this, um, through mediumship. Um, kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think of, think of, um, well, look at, do you think Kate, uh, do you think anybody, any of these mediums would have met any of these presidents? No, of course not. So, yeah. right? So right, all of a so. sudden, here you are. Uh, yeah. It's different nowadays. Uh, it's different nowadays. I, I wouldn't be surprised that presidents and many politicians would seek help of, of um, very credible mediums. Uh, in any case, but back then it was still new. And so um, anyway, and, and you know, thinking this family is sort of itinerant. They go from here to there to there, wherever their father can find a job and support them. And um, so they were not part of high society. So imagine being a medium and then being invited into someone's beautiful living room or you know or their brownstone or the brown thing. you could live here yeah crazy crazy um, time yeah. right yeah so you know anyway um so people start people start imitating kate um were some of them uh truly uh materializing spirit i imagine so i imagine so but um it, it's sort of like uh, the beginning, sort of around this. Yeah. Age. Okay. Um, okay. So moving on, 1862, Maggie Fox lands in Orphans Court. Orphans Court in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, because so Maggie doesn't get a cent 
from Elijah Kane's family. And she keeps going to them and going to them and going to them. And um, so Maggie's friends hire an attorney for a lawsuit to obtain half of Elijah Kane's estate. Kane's family refuses to accept Maggie's claim as, Eli as Elijah's widow. Maggie's claim as Elijah's widow. Anyway, Maggie loses the case and becomes even more depressed and an absolute recluse. December 1864. So we're jumping ahead a couple of years. New York City. So Maggie uh, is back living in an apartment in New York City. I imagine that Kate is probably supporting her, maybe Horace Greeley. Um, Horace Greeley finds Maggie incoherent, wandering the streets of New York City in a snowstorm. Oh, wow. And Maggie is looking for her husband. Oh, Maggie, no, no. now remember, he was an Arctic explorer. Yes. So Maggie told Horace Greeley, I always find Elijah in snowstorms. Greeley takes Maggie home. It's pretty sad. Oh, my goodness. So January 5th, 1865, New York City, the Fox sister's dad, John Fox, dies or passes into spirit. Uh, in August 1865, Margaret, their mother, she passes into spirit of typhoid. Ooh, so wow. the Fox, Maggie and Kate and Leah lose both parents in 1865. Oh, my goodness. So. 1865, Tate is tr finally treated for alcoholism at the Taylor's Swedish Movement Cure Spa. It was at 38th Street and 6th Avenue in New York City. The Taylor's Swedish Movement Cure Spa. Maggie refused treatment. So, 17 years of being plied and toast with alcohol and toasted with alcohol really took its toll on Maggie. Mm -hmm. And, and um, Horace Greeley is one of the people who paid for her to stay there. Okay. So in 1860, 1865 in New York City, uh, Leah claims it was at her house. Robert Dale Owen pens chapters of footfalls on the boundary of another world in Leah's home. Uh, Leah claimed that. Uh, it's uh, another seminal book. Uh, 1866, uh, Maggie, Mag Margaret Fox Kane, as she refers to herself, in an intent for independence, she's absolute, absolutely impoverished, impoverished, um, She's been completely denigrated by the, the Kane family. She publishes her memoirs and letters from Dr. Elijah Kent Kane, her husband. And they are called The Love Life of Dr. Kane. And Ooh. it's a, I have a copy of it. It's in print. 
Yeah. What does it say? Is it, is it oh, it's got the letters. It's sad. It's it's wrench heart wrenching. It's absolutely oh. heart wrenching. Yeah, it's tough to read. Very very sad. So sorry to hear so, that. So uh, yeah. So she tried. She went to the family and said, "I'm going to publish these letters unless you give me my money." They didn't. So oh, tough tough nuggies. Yeah, she, uh, oops. Did she, she make any, any money from this letter, the book? I imagine she made some. Okay. Uh, yeah. 1867 on 44th Street, New York City, Maggie and Kate share an apartment. Kate gets out of treatment at the Taylors. Kate keeps up an active medium ship practice. Maggie occasionally assists in seances and gave private readings. Then it became overwhelming. Kate returns to the Swedish movement cure, the Taylors, again for treatment. But the Taylors ask Kate for seances. So, say, so Kate, and there's a book written, the Taylors wrote a book about Kate and her seances while she was being for, treated for alcoholism at their center. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Kate would go into trance and she could write with both hands two different right. messages from spirit and she would write them backwards. That's so right. Hold yeah. them up to the mirror to read them. Unbelievable. The, the things. Yeah, Kate was amazing, but she was very depressed. But anyway, uh, I want to get to Kate's love life, but I'll get there. But not yet. March 31st, 1868, in the Everett Room in Manhattan was the 20th anniversary of the spiritualist movement. Leah gets Kate and Maggie to make an appearance. On that same day, back here in Massachusetts, in Boston, at the Music Hall, Andrew Jackson Davis, his second wife, Mary Fenn Davis, and Dr. Henry Gardner, who was president of the American Association of Spiritualists. Yes, they had this organization back in 1868, it, and it fizzled out. Um, but they had a uh, they had a big commemoration. Their 20th anniversary back in Rochester, New York, in Corinthian Hall, Amy and Isaac Post held up their end, and they had a 20th uh, anniversary celebration. Amy and Isaac Post, George Willits, Reverend Jervis, uh, they officiated. Okay. Corinthian Hall was the first public place where they demonstrated. 1869 to 1892 in Manhattan, uh, we have the writing of the Taylor's diaries of Kate Spirit messages, the Fox Taylor record. 1871, New York City, Kate's still living with the Taylors. Maggie is still living on her own. Both have periods of abstinence and periods of drinking. Maggie is back self-supporting by resuming a busy mediumship practice. Oh, she went back to it. Yeah. Then Kate gets a break. 
Remember she'd been giving, she gave 400 seances. Yeah. Livermore. Charles Livermore is, uh, wants to give back to Kate. And also Kate's getting very attached to Charles Livermore. She actually falls in love. Ooh. And so uh, this is what I've read. Um, so Kate, so Charles Livermore says, I am going to send you to England with a chaperone and I'm going to have you introduced to all the most prestigious lords and ladies in England. And you don't have to work. And by the way, here's a ton of money. You can have, go to a tailor and have an entirely new, what's the word? Trousseau made. So Kate and uh, Maggie says goodbye. And uh, Kate gets on the boat and sails to England. So that's uh, October 7th, 1871. She leaves for England. By 1872, Kate Fox is is having, now she doesn't have to, but she's having um, um, seances with very honorable, very famous Daniel Douglas Holmes, very prestigious medium in England. And... um, in England, Kate meets her soon-to-be husband. Oh. Kate meets, um, uh, goodness gracious now, um, Henry. Henry uh, Jenkins? Yes, thank you. Henry Jenkins Esquire, who is a count, who he oh. was a, uh, who's also a count, um, but I'm thinking from his, I think his royal title is from Germany, not from England. And so she meets him when she gets to England and he falls in love with her. She is sober and she is beautiful. And oh, she good. apparently has exquisite taste. She's in this simple but exquisitely tailored gown and they meet at a dinner party he falls in love so he courts her and then it's overwhelming for her she goes uh she goes on a bender and she all but dies her chaperone takes her to paris to recuperate and so they're recuperating over in france so that nobody can see them because Mm -hmm. Because when Charles Livermore um, wrote the letters to present Kate Fox to society in England, he made no mention that she was an alcoholic. Okay. Oh. Right. And imagine how tempting. So Kate's there and she gets, she goes on a, a bender and almost dies. And um, her chaperone brings her back, takes care of her, but she also sequesters her away in France. When Kate is better, they go back to England. No one's the wiser. Anyway, and so uh, so um, Henry Jenkin starts cour- is, is courting Kate's back and he falls in love with Kate. Mm-hmm. Now, Kate, 
keeps holding him off until she hears that banker Charles Livermore is going to remarry. Oh, she's beholding to him on some level. Well, not. I think she just thought somehow. I think she was in love with him. Oh. Remember, mm-hmm. she played his wife for 400 seances. That's true. That's true. How hard is that? Yeah, would totally fall in love with him. And he was in love with his wife, not in love with Kate. Not in love with Kate. And he's the one who sent her to create some distance, but he also was very grateful to Kate. I mean, he paid mm-hmm. her, but he was very grateful. And uh, uh, he wanted her to start over. He also wanted to separate her from Maggie. They were bad influences on each other, you think? I don't know what to say about that. One yeah. people people wrote and said that Maggie was a bad influence. What, the truth of it, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so back on the ranch in Boston, February eighteen seventy two, Maggie Fox Kane gives private readings to Mrs. Linder, who is. Mary Todd Lincoln. Oh. To contact President Lincoln in spirit. So, all right, December 14th, 1872. Um, so Henry Jenkin, Esquire or Count Jenkin, proposes to Kate. They have gone, <coughs> excuse me, they're at this estate, and he asked her to come out into the garden. And he, he, he is in love with her. And she says, I can't marry you. I'm a drunk. Okay. And he says, I've never seen you drink. She says, I'm a drunk. I don't know what kind of wife I'd be. He says, I've never seen it. So he's mm-hmm. so in love with her and they get married. They get married December 14th, 1872 in England at St. Marley Bone Parish in London. And um, they have a wedding breakfast at 45 York Place, Putnam Square. And they say uh, that uh, there were wrappings on the table. Oh. So Spirit was like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. September 19th, 1873, Kate's in bliss. She's not drinking she gets pregnant she doesn't have to sit with drunk men in dark rooms and seances her life is great she's got servants he's wealthy uh he's he's uh, uh, the other thing um uh henry jenkin is an international attorney and he won a very famous case of a, a man um, I think he wanted to put his wife away uh, mm-hmm. into an, a mental institution, and she was a spiritualist. He won this case. Oh, oh. Uh, and it's written about. It might be in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's books. Okay. Anyway, it's a very famous case, and Henry Jenkin won it. 
anyway okay so they have september 19th 1873 kate and henry have their first son oh, his name is ferdinand dietrich lowenstern jenkin and uh they call him ferdy and he was born with a call over his head oh that, that yeah that that yes. gift he has the gift all right. And at the time, they're living at a very posh 53 Brompton Crescent Court in London. 1873 in the UK, Kate gives a seance with William Stanton Moses, another um, uh, very famous, highly regarded medium in England. All right. Then 8 December, 1870, let's see, 1873, on the seaside in Brighton, England, th they say three-month-old Ferdy, Ferdy says, Mama, darling, Mama. Three-month-old. Anyway, that's what they say. 1874, Kate Fox Jenkins mediumship is successfully tested by Sir William Crooks. And he was a Nobel Prize winner. And he did a lot of testing on me of mediums and he proclaimed Kate Fox Jenkins the real deal. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. A Nobel Prize winner. November 1874, Kate and her son, Ferdy, sail on the boat Hel Helvetia, H-E-L-V-E-T-I-A, Helvetia, from, from the UK uh, to New York City. Kate is pregnant. They stay with Leah and her husband. Then January 1879, New York City, Henry Jenkins Jr. is born. Uh, and in May, Kate's husband joins them in New York City, and then the whole family returns to London. Oh, my goodness. And, um, then 1876 to 1878, Maggie is sober and spends two years with Kate in, in, in England. 1878, at The Hague in Holland, Molly starts a European tour of her mediumship. So how people say, how did this mediumship get around? Well, uh, they traveled widely. Also, there's a, a medium and healer from Boston, Barbara Hayden. And Mrs. Hayden went to uh, England. She was the first, I believe, wrapping medium from the United States to England. She was over there before Kate. And there's a, a delightful, delicious book written just about her. It's a, a great book. Anyway, all right. Again, powerhouse folks coming out of Boston. Um, 1879 in Philadelphia. Now Maggie comes back to the States, is hired by Henry Siebert as a medium for investigations and seances. Maggie it is, in essence, Siebert is an old, older gentleman, believes in all of this. 
but he he puts Maggie on this pedestal as a high priestess and he insists yes. he insists that Maggie contact every martyr every saint every famous sage every ruler that that Siebert can think of oh, and she yeah, she's really uncomfortable doing that, right? That's not what she's about. And she quits. She goes back to Manhattan and she has lots of money. She has, she's comfortable and okay. she redecorates her Victorian rooms in Manhattan. 1881, another shoe drops. In London, Kate's husband, Henry, passes into spirit. Kate is not given Henry's German inheritance. No. Wow. She's beyond. She doesn't know what to do. However, 1882, she's got some money to get by. She is invited to Russia. Kate and her two sons are invited by Alexander Aksakoff, who was a big fan of Andrew Jackson Davis. Wow. So Aksakoff, a fan of Davis, hears that Kate's in England. Her husband is in past. He, he sends her correspondence and says, will you come to Russia and give spirit advice to four Tsar Alexander the thirds same coronation so Kate goes to St. Petersburg has a lot of seances proclaims every you know the spirits say yeah 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 it's a good thing to do yeah you can uh you know this is an auspicious date blah blah okay he can be crowned so he was then June 1882 Casadega Casadega Lake Free Association, which is now Lilydale Assembly, not Casadega in Florida. Okay. So M- Maggie Fox Kane visits this spiritualist camp, which later became Lilydale. Yeah. So Maggie made it there. November 1883, Philadelphia, West. West Washington Square is the home of Siebert Commission and the chairman, Horace Furness, tests Maggie. And he says that Maggie's raps are false, that she could be rapping, spirit raps could be coming from her toes or her legs or her knees. He says it's false. Then 1885, in, oops, in New York City, Leah Fox Fish Brown Underhill publishes her book, The Missing Link in Modern Spiritualism. It's worth reading, definitely worth reading. But, but keeping in mind, it's from Leah's point of view. Um, and in in the mix of all of this is in the mix of all of this is uh, women's suffrage. And remembering Victoria Woodhull, a big suffragist and a major spiritualist, in 1872, uh, she runs against Horace Greeley and um, General Grant, as we know, for president. Yeah. General Grant. Yeah. That was quite the story. 
Yeah. And mm -hmm. remember, Victoria Woodhill and her sister were the first women owners of a stock brokerage company uh, in, in the United States. Uh, and she was also an abolitionist and spiritualist. Okay, so um, Kate, um, Leah publishes this book in the fall of 1885. Kate and her sons return to New York City. They live with Leah and Daniel Underhill. May of the next year, 1886, Kate is drinking again and she goes back to the Taylor's Spa. Oh, honey. Alcoholism and depression. And uh, spiritualist historians already by 1886 are beginning to write about Kate and defining her legacy in print. That's going on already. July 1886, Kate leaves her sons with friends in New York City. She leaves the spa, leaves her sons, and she travels to Rochester. And she stays at the Hotel Brunswick and holds seances. However, my goodness, um, she gets drunk and she's jailed for drunkenness. She returns to New York City and she and her sons move out of Leo's. March 22nd, 1888, in London, Dr. H. Wadsworth entices Maggie to practice mediumship in the UK. She is healthy, not drinking, and lured to the UK by great benefits. However, 1888 in London, the Catholic clergy say, Maggie, not so fast. It's not God's will for you to do this. Maggie listens to them, imagine. May 4th, 1888, back in Manhattan, Leah has the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children take Kate's sons away from her and hold mm -hmm. her in, in jail. In jail in the, the jail in New York was called the Tombs. Kate, oh. was, Kate was jailed there, so was... Uh, Victoria Woodhull. Oh, yeah, I remember that story. They were so, but not at the same time. So Kate is held in the tombs for drunkenness and flagrant neglect of her maternal duties. Now, Maggie is in England. July 21st, 1888, she orchestrates a ruse from London. Maggie telegraphs New York City under the name of Kate Fox's brother-in-law, okay? Because Kate, Kate can't get custody of her children, but her deceased husband's brother, being a male, could mm -hmm. his, his claim on custody would trump all. So Maggie pretends in a telegraph, she is... Kate's brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. She's Henry Jenkins' brother. And she says in this, in this telegraph, I will be the guardianship of my nephews. I want you to put them on a boat 
Isabella Beecher Hooker, who is sister of Harriet Beecher Hooker. Isabella Beecher Hooker was a front and center spiritualist. It, and he says, Isabel, well, Maggie writes, Isabella Beecher Hooker and her husband, John Hooker, very, very famous guy, will, will uh, bring, escort the children. Okay. So Maggie, it's the ruse. But Isabella Beecher Hooker and her husband are on board. Okay. They spring the kids away from Leah because Leah took the kids, Kate's boys. And they spring Kate from jail. They pay her bail. Secretly, under another name, they put Kate on the boat. So they've got Kate Fox, her two sons, Isabella Beecher Hooker, one of the most famous families in America, and her husband, John, and they sail secretly to England. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. Wow. So unfortunately, unfortunately, Kate doesn't stay in England and ends up coming back to the United States. Oh, no. It's crazy. And, and uh, um, Maggie is so upset with Leah, right? Mm -hmm. So she decides to destroy Leah. How does Maggie destroy Leah? Leah is famous. You know this. Leah is the queen of spiritualism, right? She's like Mother Mary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. She's up there. And Maggie is so mad at being dragged around and plied with alcohol when they were, she was a teenager, Kate was a child, put in dark seances with drunk men and men grabbing their knees and their toes, right? Maggie is so angry. She decides to say that spiritualism is phony. That's when that happened. That's why it happened. And that is why it happened. So Maggie gets, comes back to the United States. She writes a book, Death Blow to Spiritualism. Oh, Maggie. And then, and um, so she, in New York City's Academy of Music, right? There's a lot, Maggie contacts the press. There's a lot of press. Maggie stands, Kate, Kate's quiet. You know, she's struggling with, with um, yeah. alcoholism. Maggie is angry. And she says, it's all a ruse. There was never a spirit. There was never a peddler. We we made the we made the sounds with our toes. Yeah. yeah. And so when people hear, people have come to me and said, well, the founder renounced spiritualism. She said it was all a ruse. People don't read, continue reading. She did it for a short time. She came back. She came back. And so Maggie felt, you know, so badly because she knew how many people she'd helped. Yeah. 
how many grief-stricken people she'd helped. She brought three children and loved, I mean, all kinds of, of, of uh, loved ones in spirit. And so she didn't want to ruin it for everybody. So November, so that was November 15th, 1888. A year later, later November 16th, 1889, in a letter, from 128th West 43rd Street. Can you tell I've read a lot of letters? <laughs> I've read a lot of documents. Maggie Fox Kane recanted her denouncement of spiritualism and of her own mediumship. Then March 31st, 1890 in Boston at Wells Memorial Hall, Shawmut Lyceum, 42nd anniversary of modern spiritualism while on the platform, Maggie Fox filled the hall with raps and spirit. Wow. Yeah. Now, wow. uh, Leah is so upset by what Maggie has done. November 1st, she pops, she just bursts. She's so angry. November 1st, 1890, Leah Fox Fish Brown passes into spirit. Oh, my goodness. She's so mad. She is so, so mad at Maggie. Mm. And what happened, she'd gone back to Hydesville to visit their brother, David Fox, who still had a peppermint farm. And this is right before she passed. And David said, oh, forgive Maggie. Just forgive her. Come on, your family, your sisters, just forgive her. And uh, she says, I can't. David, I can't. I can't forgive her. And David's forgive her. Anyway, uh, Leah goes back to New York City and she... Um, she notices, she comes home, right, to her loving husband, a vase is missing in the parlor, in one of her parlors. Mm -hmm. So she says to the parlor maid, where is that vase? And the parlor maid said, oh, I was dusting and I broke it. You've got so many more I didn't bother telling you. Well, Leah popped a cork and split a mm -hmm. gut. She screamed and yelled and was just so furious. Uh, hours after that, she died. Wow. Then July 2nd, July 2nd, 1892, 609 Columbia Avenue, Kate Fox Jenkins passes into spirit. Wow. And her son, one, I don't know which one, I forgot. One of her sons sends, sends for the, the tailors. He went to get the tailors. Then March 8, 1893, Maggie passes into spirit. Now, March 8, 1893, Maggie passes into spirit. Just months after that, November 3rd, 1893, in Washington, D.C., the National Spiritualist Association, now it's called the National Spiritualist Association of Churches, NSAC, legitimizes, codifies spiritualism as a legal religion. In 1904, ch children found 
the peddler's uh, skeleton. Yes. 1904. And um, the Boston Journal, November 22nd, 1904. You can look it up. The Boston Journal reported that the, the, um, the wall had fallen out. And what they'd realized was that Mr. Bell had built a separate wall. Separate why they never could find the peddler's body in the Hydesville house. Because well, these women could have just waited. Yeah. Right. Um, well, they, yeah. Anyway, so. Wow. That's that's all I have to share for this evening. Wow, honey, that's amazing, Robin. That you, this is such it's like we've heard the full story. I've heard so many little bits and pieces of it and never knew the full amount. They were human beings. They were under a tremendous amount of pressure. They were kind of used a little bit, manipulated a little bit, but they helped a lot a lot of people and really got the foundation of spiritualism there with all their work. So Yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. You're Holy welcome. cow. And if folks have questions, send them uh, or post them to Nancy and uh, I will try yeah. and answer you. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, uh, whether you're hearing this live or recorded, um, Nancy at angelscapes.net. Um, and I'll, I'll send it to Robin and get the answers. Um Robin, you're going to be doing something. You're preparing now to do something in the summer at Camp Etna up in Etna, uh, Maine. Yes. Uh, July 8th up at Camp Etna in Maine. I'm giving a talk that um, gives the, the teachings uh, uh, of Jesus from the, uh, from the Aramaic uh, Bible, uh, the Peshitta text, the Dr. George Lamsa. Um, who spoke Aramaic, uh, um, translated. Mm -hmm. It was his first first language. And, uh, and uh, um, Dr. Rocco Erico, also a minister, um, has a, a, a school which I have been studying in. And uh, Mark Thomas, Reverend Mark Thomas, oh. has great classes on this as well. Great. So, um, so it talks about what I'm going to do is talk about sort of the history, how we became, how the teachings of Jesus became so twisted and um, how we became so out of touch with what Jesus's mission really was and what he really said. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, Jesus never said anything divisive and uh, everything was out of love and healing. And um, so I'm going to talk about uh, go back in history and and take you through through history, um, you know, from the time of Jesus's uh, crucifixion and then resurrection and following oh, wow. following that through and then um, taking some um, popular prayers that uh, we say in churches and and show you the Aramaic translation of them. And what we find is that in this translation, we find how they 
absolutely dovetail with the principles and teachings of spiritualism. Oh my goodness, that is that is beautiful. And so, beautiful. Uh, and many spiritualists think that they can they can't uh, they can't say they believe in Jesus, or they can't say um, you know they can't study the Beatitudes or recite um, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And uh, what we find is that they're very, they're, they're really, really accessible and they're accessible to everybody. And well, that's going to be an awesome class. Really. July 8th, uh, Camp Atna. You can find the information on the website. And yeah. You can Google Camp Atna. I've done that before, but, and, and her, she'll be post Robin's um, class will be posted inside up. I, I'm planning on going. I really hope everything comes together. I'm excited. To, Great. To and, uh, Joanne Flyderer is also teaching a course, Writing from the Heart, a great course, which I've taken. And um, uh, pastor of the Swamscott Church of Spiritualism, Pastor uh, Jason Bush. And uh, he is going to be teaching all that week. He'll be teaching Saturday evening, July 8th. And uh, he'll be teaching all, all week long. So come join us. Come join us in Maine. There's a, a beautiful pond, great trails. And there's and a hotel. You can rent rooms there too if you need yeah, a place yes, to stay. Yeah, there yeah. are rooms to rent. And, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful time. Come sit out on the porch with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Come sit on the porch, hang out, exchange stories, and have Absolutely. a, yeah, just have a good good old time oh yeah I've, I've been i've served at the church a few years ago for those long weeks and there's so many people so many thoughts and ideas coming in and out so very excited i really recommend people to to travel up and, and listen yeah, up thought yeah. exchange with us we're welcome yeah. terrific terrific um Nancy. so bernie bernie fellow bernie's been watching us he's been loving making these kind you know bernie crummis He's been making all kinds of comments. He, he's been to Camp Edna. He loved listening to you. So I wanted to, thanks Bernie for coming on. Many people were coming on today. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you again, Robin, for coming on. And um, this yes, is sir. great, great information that's out there now. And um, thank you so much. And when you're caught up with your work, we'll have you come <laughs> back. Uh, okay, I would, I would like that. Thank yeah, you. Dan. Thank you so much. Have a great but I wanted to tell everybody, use these tools to understand your own spiritual path and your own spiritual journey. And how do you fit into spiritualism? How do you fit into the new way of, of looking at life, you know, seeing the invisibles and, and having it make meaning to you? This is a journey of your soul as much as, as it is the Fox sisters or any of us. So um, you're welcome to, you know, listen to more podcasts, connect, ask questions and learn. Um, about this incredible movement and so till the next episode stay 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 strong stay safe and and stay in life all right thank you thank you thank you, thank you for joining the angelscapes podcast we hope you've gained new insights and inspiration for your journey to uncover and access your soul's power for more information and a deeper dive into finding clarity in your life Go to angelscapes.com. Remember to subscribe so you can be part of the discussion. It may just change your life. See you next time.